Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to Dare Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for being our God, Lord, and just making where we know that whatever word you tell us is true, Lord, and just showing us and deciphering for us what we need to learn, Lord, just giving us the Holy Spirit, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Glad to have you with us as we continue studying the word in the book of Acts. We are still in chapter 27 and still we'll be discussing verses 13 through 44. So it is quite the big chunk of scripture because there's a lot in there and two, well, the one, that's how we were led. And two, in order to ensure that you get the full story or as much as we can give of it all at once, because it does continue into chapter 28, but, um, just to make it a little less confusing, we'll just do it one chapter at a time. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage each of you, if you're just joining us for the first time or if you are rejoining us, to pause the episode and take the time and opportunity to, I'll say, read that section of scripture just to make things mm-hmm. easier to follow along with the discussion. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. And at this time... The floor is open for each of you to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you may have. So who would like to begin? I will. All right, LaCharles. Well, what the Lord was showing me today was that if you, um, he had me look in the back of my Bible, which has a map and it describes the journey that Paul took to get to Rome. And he was just showing me that the grace that he had given Paul and even getting to Rome, because if we look inside verse 13, it says they're blown to the south which to the south was Egypt and all those other lowland countries, but they had to go east. And how the Lord was just reminding me of how in our own lives, the Lord gives us grace, but as you're, you and my, uh, mommy, dad, you and mommy say often is that we're not supposed to be using all of our grace to get out of situations. You don't want the Lord to always have to continue to dig you out of the pit and you can never move forward. And that's something that we have to, oh. Yes, and Mama? it's, our grace is not meant to be used by to pull us out of trouble that we are causing. Now, God will pull us out of trouble, but we're not supposed to be digging a pit for ourselves and constantly God has to bring us out. For example, I shouldn't live a sinful life and engage in adultery and then go, oh, God, help me when the consequence of adultery shows up. Right. So yes. that's, that's what we're talking about. God, God's grace is there to help us because Paul was in trouble that was not of his own doing. His grace is sufficient for that. That's what it's for. But not for me to willfully sin and then go, oh, here comes the penalty of my sin. Lord, help me. And then repeat it over and over and over and over and over. He wants us to learn and then to use our grace wisely. Yes. Go ahead, honey. And how we can see here is that the Lord gave grace because of Paul. And we have been talking in the previous um, podcast about how the Lord had used Paul to save all the people who are on board the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that the first time when he was praying for it, praying can, for the people. Can we correct that statement slightly? 
the Lord gave grace because he is gracious. He just utilized Paul to do it. He gave his grace through Paul as as his servant and as uh, I'll say the role that he had, which was to give the word of the Lord to them, but also to intercede on their behalf, right? Because it says that he, he reigns on both the just and the unjust. So our Lord, our God is gracious. That's Absolutely. Just, that's he's just gracious. who he is. He's right? gracious yeah. to all. But just, just so we have a better understanding. It's not that, well, they receive grace because Paul was there. They receive grace because the Lord is gracious. Right. And but, he chose to do it through Paul. Right. And so we could we could look at this and say the Lord planted Paul, and that was the person he chose to use so he could show his grace Amen. to these particular people so they wouldn't be a shipload of 200 and something people lost at sea. The Lord always wanted to save their lives. He always wanted to help them. But he needed an open door to do so because these people weren't listening to the voice of the Lord. They weren't listening to wise counsel. They weren't. They were. They would have been without help. So the Lord used Paul. God wasn't their God. Absolutely. So go ahead, sweetie. Yes. So then the Lord was reminding me of how we see further that the second time that the Lord used Paul to save them, because we see the soldiers wanted to kill all the prisoners lest they should escape as they were mm-hmm. being. Mm-hmm as they went to the island and that's something that we have to consider in our own lives is that the Lord doesn't just bless people when we interact directly with them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just us being there or our presence that allows the Lord to move in their and act in their own lives. And the Lord had brought me to second Kings three. I had to flip through real quick. Verse 14, where this is talking about how um, Elisha went to go, the Jehoshaphat and Ahab's son had went to um, ask counsel of the Lord and how Elisha told them that it was because Joseph was there that he even came in the first place. Mm-hmm. And this is Second Kings 3.14. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. Mm-hmm. And how, um, if you continue to read that, he the Lord through Elisha gave the way for them to be saved and for them to have victory over their enemies. Mm-hmm. And that's something we have to consider in our own lives. It's not us that's directly causing the Lord to move and act in our own lives or blessing others. It's not because we're there and we're so special that something happens. It's because the Lord has someone he can work through. Mm-hmm. So, so it sounds like what you're saying is sometimes we think about the Lord using us or helping people by giving money to the fo- the poor, feeding the hungry, like some, some action that we are purposely taking that's, that seems like or, or looks like a spiritual action. Um, and then we think that's helping them. I helped pay their bill, which that's appropriate in the time that it's appropriate. But there's something beyond that. In addition to that, that the Lord uses as a sense of offering um, or helping and providing aid to others that it, it's sometimes indirect. Paul's presence offered the other people an opportunity to be rescued by God. God had an obligation to help Paul because Paul is his child. Paul is a believer. Paul had faith. So God is obligated to help those who were his as part of our covenant um, relationship with Jesus Christ, right? Yes. Bring salvation. And that's not just salvation from hell. That's deliverance from circumstances as well. 
And again, we're not supposed to be creating circumstances and saying, God, help me and deliver me intentionally creating trouble for ourselves. We're not supposed to be doing that. Um, but God did not have an obligation to help the other people. Yes, the scripture is true that he reigns on the just and the unjust alike, but one he's obligated to bless because he said he would do so. The other he's not, and it's just a part of his kindness. And the the unjust don't get the full weight of the blessing that's available to those who believe in Christ Jesus. So he had an obligation to help Paul, but no obligation to help the others, even though he still wanted to help. Right. That's why the his, others. he wills that none should perish, or exactly. some translations, he desires that none should perish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, there still has to be someone that will listen to and obey the voice of the Lord, which is, like I said, though, so as understanding it in full, the Lord wanted to do this thing. Mm-hmm. But yes, he had, well, if you will, had to do it through Paul, through a servant. He needed an open door exactly. in the earth so that he could work on these people's behalf because every other way that he tried to help them, they said, no, no. But it's right? the same thing today with mm-hmm. us. Same thing. And and how, <clears throat> excuse me, if you are serving the Lord, the Lord can, and I'd say, and will use you in the lives of those not yet believers around you. So just being aware and understanding so we can, I'll I'll say, step into the fullness of what the Lord has for you. Does that make sense? Yes. Continue. And as you have been saying, Mommy, in the um, previous episode about how Paul wasn't just talking about saving himself or even praying about saving himself, and we can see that this continues to show itself when it says that they it was because they, the centurion wanted to save Paul. It would have been quite easy to kill everybody else and just save Paul life for themselves and then just have the soldiers and Paul go onto the island. Mm-hmm. But the Lord was using the centurion whose heart was to save Paul so that way he could also show grace to the others. Amen. And that's something uh, I know we've been talking about in the previous chapters of Acts, how we see the Holy Spirit working through people who aren't necessarily um, working for God, I'd say at this point, mm-hmm. or have a knowledge of that they're working for God or mm-hmm. going about his will mm-hmm. and how we are supposed to be willing participants. Paul wasn't here just by chance and mm-hmm. the Lord had to use him because he was neither for him or against him, but Paul had made a decision to be for God all the time. And that's something that we had to do in our own lives. We're not just looking for the Lord to work through us because he needs someone and we're just a not the least resisting vessel he has at the available at the moment, but we should be the vessel that's willingly going forward with it. Intentionally walking with the Lord. Amen. This is what Mark four says. Uh, this is verse 30 through 32 says, then he said to what shall we like in the kingdom of God or with what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground is smaller than all the seeds on earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. So if we think about this in light of um, what Paul is facing here and what we are in the earth, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is within us, right? And the mustard seed is also likened to our faith. So yes, Paul was one out of 200 and something, right? A seed planted in that boat. And he used his faith to produce fruit, right? To produce a tree 
that everybody else was able to come and partake of. His faith produced something. His presence there and his faith in God with that produced something that the rest of the people were able to come and partake of. And that's exactly what the kingdom of God does. No, everybody's not going to heaven. No, everybody's not seeking the kingdom of God. But all God needs is one. All he needs is you and me to believe him. And then let him bring forth the fruit and the harvest. And then everybody else can come and have a place of rest because of our faith in God. Now, God wants these these birds, if you will. He wants these others to come and begin to use their own faith so that they are able to not only have what they need, but they're also able to provide rest and refuge for others like Paul did. Right. We see that example, how the Lord used him. And like this example here in Mark about the kingdom of God and the mustard seed providing a great tree um, so that the birds of the air can nest under its shade and find refuge from the sun and the rain. And right. That's what a, a bird does in a tree. So we are designed to be an open door for God to move in the earth so he can bless and reap in as many people as possible and then train those up to do the same thing, to release their faith in the same way. I can't tell you how many times God has prayed, had me pray for something and then a herd of people were able to come in as a result of what he asked me to pray for. I was blessed as well, but many others were able to come at the same time. And that's what God wants. That's how he wants us to live our lives. Not just thinking about ourselves or being afraid when the Lord asks us to go a pathway that seems less than idyllic to us. He wants us just to trust him and to walk with him, which brings me to the next thing that the Lord brought to my attention. God could have translated Paul to Rome. Absolutely. He could have just said, you're there. Hasn't, haven't we seen that example in the scriptures? Yes. yes. Where here they are, especially in the early Ezekiel. church. <laughs> exactly. Or Philip in, in Acts. Yep, we read about that. Exactly. Here you are at this moment. And then in the next, and Elijah must have been translated because the captain was like, or um, um, yes. the, oh, the man said, oh, but I go in and tell Ahab, you're here. Then the Lord's going to translate you and you're not going to be here. And I'm going to die. Exactly. So it must have happened before. You just disappeared and they're gone. So God could have done that. God could have just said, Rome, I'm taking you right out of here. When they came to rush the crowd. But it's also interesting how, how even with those, say, the example with Elijah, mm-hmm. that they knew that to be the case with the Lord. That he, that, he, right, he can, that do he what he can and would potentially do that mm-hmm. if that's what he desired to do. Amen. So it wasn't like a far off thought. It was like, no, th- this is a, it's a reality. Like this could happen. Exactly. God so where's our, our faith or our perception of the Lord in that? way today. Amen. And God could have hidden him. Um, like Jesus was hidden when the crowd tried to push him off the cliff. He just, they couldn't even, they were looking so they at passed him. passed right through them. And they came right back through them. God can, could have done any of that, but God sent him this way for a reason. God is not aimless. We just have to understand that sometimes we get in such a mindset that we're like, well, me and me. And what about me, Lord? I said, me. What about me, Lord? My plan, Jesus. And then we forget that God is working his plan. The way that God led Paul through this touched so many more lives than if Paul was just translated. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes. And even in this process, Paul had to stay in line with the plan of God. He had to stay exactly in the plan of God. He couldn't have deviated because he would not have had a different outcome. He would have been lost at sea. Here's the rules. Here's the boundaries. 
stay in them. And even all the way back in Acts 26, um, verse 22, it says, therefore, having obtained help from God to this day, I stand. He's been in the plan. He walked in the plan. He stayed in the plan. But within God's plan was God preaching the gospel to every corner that he determined and decided for that point of time. In that season, this is who the word was to come to. Because God knew that he knows their points and their boundaries. He knows where these sailors, had they perished at this time, they would have died in sin, not having had the opportunity to hear the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But now they do. They, they are preserved so that they can hear and make their choice. Look at how God is so strategic in and, this. And bring it back to their families because they eventually make it back home. Exactly. Exactly. Look at all that God did and the way he ordained it to be done. And I know we were like, you know, if it's the path of least resistance, we're all about it. It's the the path of ease, all about it. And I'm, listen, I don't like struggle. If I don't need to struggle, I don't want to do it. I want to take me straight on, Lord. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. But understanding where you are and how God is moving in the earth, what season he is about and what his focus is will help us cooperate with him. Paul could have been bawling and squalling about this. He could have been ill-focused, upset, sitting in the corner of the boat, grumbling and complaining, right? He could have tried to get away many times. And then he would have just been hearing a report as he passed through about sailors that were lost at sea. Uh, if you right? heard the report, because they were actively looking to murder him. Well, the the the, the Jews yeah, the were, people, but right. again, God could have translated him out of that, right? Absolutely. He he could have hit. But him. here's here's the other thing as you're as you're speaking, mm-hmm. as you we often like to many often like to take the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. It's not always the Lord's way. It's not. Let's look back at Moses and the children of Israel in the wilderness. This is Moses who. The Lord literally was there as a pillar mm-hmm. of fire by night and cloud by day. Amen. But what's, what does Moses say? How will I know that you went with us? <laughs> Besides the giant pillars and the <laughs> fire and the cloud, and how will you know? Mm-hmm. Right? Flashes of lightning, peals of thunder, all this on the mountaintop, like, those are, those are pretty good indicators that the Lord's with you. Yes? Yes. Okay, but still ask the question. How will I know that you you were with us on this journey? And what was the Lord's response? I have to go back and look so at when that. you look back. He said, when you look back and you see that there's no way you could have made it to this point, essentially. I'm paraphrasing the end of it. Mm-hmm. But when you look back and you see that there's no way you could have made it, that is what the Lord's requirement of all of us is. And that's the level of faith we need to, A, get to, build up our faith, build up our most holy, our, our precious faith in the Lord, that we can not just endure, but press on and press through in the Lord, regardless of what the situation and circumstance looks like. And, you know, be able to see God's vision Amen. For what what he's doing and what's happening as you move with him. No, you won't get all the full details, and he's not going to explain it to you to try to convince you. Nor should he it, have to. No, absolutely. It's your job to believe and to trust him. But coming to a position where you realize and we realize that we are at his command, not the other way around. 
He's here to do his purpose in the earth. And we are privileged enough to be able to participate with him and take our place of cooperating with him. So that way we stay in focus and we're not the center focus of our own lives all the time. <laughs> but Christ is the center focus of our life. And then he, we become the focus of his. He honors those who honor him. Amen. So just to I'll say kind of recap, it's exactly what the scripture says. He's looking for someone to whom he can show himself strong. Amen. Yes, on their behalf, but also on, on the behalf of others. We are, we are called to be intercessors. My house will be a house of prayer for all the nations, not just for your own house. Amen. Right? Yes. yes. Not just your own household, not just your church building, the brick and mortar structure mm-hmm. and the people within, but his body, his bride. And all calling all who are fall or who are afar off. Amen. So, understanding our role, and and I'll say the dominion, but the authority He's given us to conduct business. I'll say on His behalf. Now it's again His business. Amen. So, shouldn't we kind of seek Him for what His business is and what He wants to have accomplished? Yes. Okay. Yes. Amen. Well, let's do that. And let's move forward in the things of the Lord so he can show himself strong. Be that servant. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. Let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you that we can be the vessel in which you work through, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that we have these opportunities, Lord, to show you our love for you, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you have given it to us, Lord, and that you have trusted us with your will to complete it in the earth, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you continue to do so, Lord, and that you continue to persevere with us, Lord, as we go about your will, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, click on Connect in the menu bar, and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.